0: Today, we, of course, we honor St. Thomas Aquinas, and like I already said, he's a hero saint of mine. I have so many, but um, St. Thomas is one of those particular individuals that uh, remind me of a few things and hopefully remind you of a few things, and uh, one, um, his complete openness to the will of God. His family was very opposed to him joining the Dominicans. The Dominicans had only been around uh, maybe 50 years. They were itinerant preachers. They uh, lived off the alms that they received. Uh, And it was basically a beggar's life. And uh, because they were relatively unknown, they didn't have a whole lot of wealth built up or anything like that, Uh, their community life was uh, somewhat impoverished, perhaps, would be a good way of saying it. His family wasn't necessarily opposed to him becoming a religious. It would have allowed him to be a Benedictine. Uh, Benedictines were very wealthy at the time and and, uh, uh, things were not as mm, poverty-based, shall we say, as what we currently understand uh, religious life, especially monastic life, the Benedictine life, to be. So they locked St. Thomas up in a uh, room and sent in a woman of ill repute. The legend is he chased her around the room with a red-hot poker, got her out the door, closed the door, locked the door, and made a cross on the door with the red-hot poker burning the wood, and then was found praying. They determined that perhaps they should just let him do what he felt God was calling him to do. At an early age, he was, um, it sounds like he was more of an observer of human people than he was an interactor with. Uh, His friends called him, his friends being a loose term, called him the dumb ox. Dumb, not as in stupid, but dumb as in mute, because they didn't think he could speak. Albert the Great heard that and said, someday that dumb ox will bellow with a bellow that will be heard around the world. That is indeed the case. That even yet, St. Thomas leaves us the most comprehensive and consistent and organized theology that the Church has ever seen. For 800 years, his uh, just short of 800, 700 years, I guess it is, because it did change after Vatican II. Uh, Some seminaries don't, uh, unfortunately, teach St. Thomas as much as they should. But his theology formed the basis. His Summa, which is five large volumes, his Summa Theologica, the most famous of his works, is a summary. That's what Summa means. It's an introductory work. And yet, most of us now, when we read it, we're overwhelmed by it. But the legend is that as he was having the Summa written out, of course, with, with scribes before the printing press. He would have four scribes working on four different parts of the Summa. At the same time, he would dictate one line, he would go to the next scribe, dictate another line from a complete another, and he would keep all four scribes busy. If he, I find myself wondering if he had lived in the modern era, with computers and with everything at access, what would he be able to do? He was able to do so much, and he did everything with quotes and everything from memory. That's amazing. And all that he wrote, all the spiritual conferences, all the homilies he gave, his meditations, especially his meditations on the Stations of the Cross, are beautiful and so often, like you said already, they, they are dismissed as intellectual. And yet there's something deeply, deeply mystical about them. And perhaps the, the greatest is towards the end of his life, he had a mystical encounter with the Lord. I should back off. Uh, The the story is also told when he had a philosophical question he couldn't quite wrap his mind around. Instead of spending time pouring himself into books and into, into theological and philosophical discussions, instead he was found with his head resting by the tabernacle. Christ was the one who taught him. And so towards the end of his life, he had a mystical encounter with the Lord. The Lord said, according to his um, um, secretary, Reginald, I believe his name was, or overheard it, You have written well of me, Thomas. Ask for whatever you want, and it is yours. And St. Thomas answered immediately, Nothing, if not you. And shortly after that, he said, St. Thomas said, All that I have written is straw compared to the surpassing glory that I have seen. And he never picked up his pen. He never wrote another thing. The Summa uh, was technically unfinished. They completed it based on the outline that he provided and based on some other preachings, but it was uncompleted because he knew as great as what he wrote is nothing compared to the God he worshiped. He certainly would be that light, that lamp that uh, is lit. He was placed on a lampstand and the Dominicans have done well to honor him. And uh, they recognized uh, through uh, St. Albert's Great, perhaps, he recognized the greatness of this man, but even more importantly, the faith that he had. In fact, that faith was so much that uh, I'd like to point out Corpus Christi, the mass text, the tantum ergo that we sing, the, the um, uh, just jumped out of my head, the, uh, um, the other songs that we sing at Adoration. It just really jumped out of my head. Uh, the Pongi uh, Lingua. These are all uh, the Holy Thursday songs. These are all hymns and prayers that St. Thomas wrote, pointing at the beauty of the Eucharist. He burned brightly for us. He certainly was able to use that measure that the Lord had measured out to him and used it well. And like I said, I I find myself wondering what would he have been able to do had he lived now? Because he did so much from memory when he could have it looked up at at his fingertips, just type into it even a smartphone, but it would all for sure been for Christ. That's perhaps the challenge that he leaves me. Not necessarily to become an intellectual, thank God. Not necessarily to be, uh, to be able to summarize the, the faith, but to be able to live that faith. As important as St. Thomas's writings were, they're not as important as his life and is constantly pointing to Jesus Christ. We know that the Lord heard his request. Nothing if not you. May we be able to make that same response if we are asked, that we understand the surpassing glory of Jesus Christ, like St. Thomas.